Welcome to Anesthesia Deconstructed. Science, politics, realities. Listen in as medical professionals join industry experts, Dr. Mike McKinnon and Dr. Joseph Rodriguez to discuss the latest science and medical advancements, the effects of our political climate, and the reality of today's changing healthcare environment. Let's get started with your hosts, Dr. Mike McKinnon and Dr. Joseph Rodriguez. Hey everyone, this is Joe. In 2017, we became aware of a concerted and strategic effort to minimize the role of CRNAs in healthcare, to make us appear as less essential. Myself and Mike and many other colleagues became aware of this effort. And we also became aware that the American Society of Anesthesiologists, subsequent to their research in this area, began to characterize their members as physician anesthesiologists, setting up that precedent of profession and specialty. And it related to other parts of the industry, dentist anesthesiologists, veterinary anesthesiologists. And at the same time, on or around the same time, the American Academy of Anesthesiologists Assistance began a campaign called Meet Your New Anesthetist. And this was obviously upsetting to a lot of CRNAs. Now, anyone who knows me knows that I am staunchly pro-everyone. Just And this goes beyond anesthesia. I like, I enjoy, I think it's important that everyone use all of their energy and skills and abilities to benefit their pet, their patient, to benefit their fellow man, to use that term. It's, it's important and it goes beyond just, you know, simple turf battles. This is about being a productive, healthy, physically healthy, mentally healthy individual and using those skills to benefit other people. That's how society should work. Unfortunately, when other groups try to minimize your role, it's important not to ignore it, but to adapt and respond. And myself and those colleagues, we did exactly that. And nurse anesthesiologist became a recognized term at various levels, and it continues to become more utilized simply because it's, it's easier to say, it's easier to understand. And it fits the pattern that the American Society of Anesthesiologists actually set with physician anesthesiologists and the dental association with dentist anesthesiologists. So it only follows logically from a word, from a lexicon standpoint, that nurse anesthesiologists would become the next logical step. And we took the necessary steps to make that occur. That is still going on today. There's been a number of legislative efforts in this area. Today, we want to share with you some testimony from the state of Wisconsin, America's Dairyland, on a bill that would essentially outlaw the term nurse anesthesiologist and impacted a number of other professions as well. This has been going on in California, in Wisconsin, in Florida. I, my sense of this issue is some of these states, some of these legislatures will pass some legislation in this area. But overall, you know, government is not right now, unfortunately, is not known for working very effectively. I don't think that they're going to move so fast that this term, it tends to work in the market of ideas. It's winning. I think this term is going to be utilized more and more in the future simply because, and this is the key point, CRNAs are nurses. We are members of the nursing profession. We're proud of that. We don't want other professions getting credit for our work. But at the same time, even though we are members of the nursing profession, we do offer expert anesthesia services. And this is not 
some small segment of the profession, right? There's about 60,000 CRNAs, around half of them work independently at any stage in their career or stage in their practice. And even if they're not, that doesn't mean they're not experts at what they do. They are. They just happen to work in a practice where they may be limited by policies or whatever else. This term is going to continue to grow and it's just easier for people to understand. That's the main point. So enjoy the, uh, the testimony. I hope it uh, is educational and we wanted to share it with you. All right. Good evening. Back again. Uh, thank you for the opportunity to testify in Senate Bill 143. My name is Jenna Paulskill, and as a reminder, I'm a certified registered nurse anesthetist and the president of the Wisconsin Association of Nurse Anesthetists. I am here to express our organization's opposition to Senate Bill 143. We specifically are interested in continuing to utilize the descriptor nurse anesthesiologist. This descriptor has been trending nationally. It's not a brand new issue. It was introduced on a national level in 2018 and accepted as an allowable descriptor in 2020. It has continued to gain momentum since that time. I recently sent a survey out to my membership to see how and if this even matters in the state of Wisconsin. While over half of the respondents have adopted the descriptor and use it either daily or use it in a manner to help clearly articulate our role as a nurse who specializes in anesthesia. On a regular basis, we only get a few moments to connect with our patients in the perioperative area. We need to help them understand our role in their care and understand the plan that we've developed for their care. And lastly, and most importantly, we need to build rapport and trust with them. This descriptor is meant to be a tool to help achieve that goal. My typical introduction with a patient is that my name is Jenna, and I'm a nurse anesthetist who will be providing their anesthetic today. On a somewhat regular basis, they respond to me, oh, well, you're my anesthesiologist. My response is always that I'm actually a nurse anesthetist. I am an experienced ICU nurse who has received advanced training in anesthesia. Often they still respond with, yes, you're my anesthesiologist. At this point, you know, I'm faced with two options. I can go ahead and ruin the rapport that I'm working to establish and reestate for a second or third time that you know, to a very nervous patient, that they still aren't using my correct title. Senate Bill 143 would force me to actually have that, continue to have that awkward conversation. Or I can go ahead and use words that my patient actually understands and continue the conversation to say that if anesthesiologist is easier for you to say and understand, then you can call me a nurse anesthesiologist. And that's okay that you can't say anesthetist. Heck, my parents, after paying for my education, still had to be taught how to say anesthetist at my graduation. Our title continues to be Certified Registered Nurse Anesthetist. We are working to be clear with our patients that, yes, we are nurses. We will always lead with that. The term nurse anesthesiologist, in fact, requires that the words be used in conjunction and cannot be utilized independently. In other words, there is no danger of my introducing myself as simply an anesthesiologist. It's not allowed, and I would never do that. I'm extremely proud of my background as a nurse. Thank you for your time. 
Very good. Uh, Madam Chair, members of the committee, my name is Joseph Rodriguez. I am uh, a member of the Board of Directors from the American Association of Nurse Anesthesiology, and I want to say thank you to the warm welcome to America's Dairyland. I've never been here, and it's great. It's a great city, and uh, people are super nice here. I also want to remark that. And thank you for your commitment for doing this for so long. The goal of my organization on this issue is absolute clarity for patients so they know exactly who is taking care of them and exactly what their background is. For the last hundred years or so, CRNAs, or Certified Registered Nurse Anesthetists, have been known as America's best-kept secret in healthcare. No one knows who we are, and often we get confused for the people who do your nails or the people who do your hair. And that is obviously not part and parcel of what we do every day, because what we do every day, as you've heard over and over here today, is very serious. So over the past 10 years, for context, not on this bill, but the issue on the whole, new terms have be, have entered the lexicon. These are nurse anesthesiologist, dentist anesthesiologist, physician anesthesiologist, veterinary anesthesiologist, the list goes on and extends out into other professions as well. The reason this entered into the lexicon is very interesting. It actually happened because of the American Society of Anesthesiologists. They themselves commissioned reportedly a $1 million study to know how anesthesiologists, that word, resonates in the public. And one of their key findings, this is available on the internet, nurseanesthesiologistinfo.com, is that the public does not recognize the word anesthesiologist as a physician. That was their key finding. Subsequently, they recommended to one of the oldest and most influential organized medicine organizations in the world that they should begin to change how they address themselves. And now you go to that website, and they are addressed as physician anesthesiologists. So they themselves set a precedent of physician and specialty. A gentleman up here earlier made mention that that is not new, but it was new in anesthesia, and it made an impact. What was also very interesting about that research, and it shows the competitive dynamics that's going on in this room, they did research on how nurses, how CRNAs, want, should be perceived to give an advantage to their members. And they wanted CRNAs to be perceived as less essential to the healthcare system. So the advice was, we, we, the American Society of Anesthesiologists, will now be physician anesthesiologists, and we will refer to nurses in the public sphere only as nurses, not as CRNAs, not as nurse anesthetists, only as nurses because we know that makes them less essential. That's the context on what occurred here. Subsequently, our organization did the background work. Nurse anesthesiologists essentially became a thing. Anesthesiology has a little bit, as has mentioned here earlier, some of these specialties are a little bit different. Epidemiology is another one you can Google, nurse epidemiologist or physician epidemiologist. So there's precedent in that area. If you petition the United States Patent and Trademark Office, they will not allow you to patent the word anesthesiologist. They will refuse you, and I know it because we tried to do it, and they refused us. And they said, the term anesthesiologist is merely descriptive. It is a term of art. Now, physician, medical doctor, not, those are absolutely untouchable, and we agree. I love my medical doctor. I love the guy who took the tumor out of my neck earlier this year. Very wonderful professions. There's another thing that you should be aware of as policymakers. As the gentleman mentioned earlier, there's a lot of nuance that goes on with these things. This issue has already hit the courts. In Texas, in approximately year 2016, a dentist anesthesiologist and dentists and a number of other specialties 
uh, the Board of Dentistry in Texas said, you guys cannot do that. You can't be profession and specialty unless you're recognized by various bodies. And they sued the state of Texas, and it went to the Fifth Circuit, Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals. And on the basis of commercially protected free speech rights, they won. So the issue has already been litigated in the courts. The trademark issues have weighed have been weighed in on. There's already five states that have recognized this in some form or another from a regulatory standard. There's one state that has passed uh, similar language to what has been uh, suggested here. So on its face, again, you know, we are nurses. And I, to be candid, it's late in the evening, so perhaps I'm not as polished as I was at uh, earlier in the afternoon. But we, we don't want the other guys getting credit for our work. Right? We want to be known as nurses, but we also want, and it is critical for patients to know, that when a CRNA is putting a giant needle in their back or rescuing their airway or putting a giant uh, CVL or uh, central line in their neck, they need to know that those are expert services. And we need to be able to use words that describe expert services. I'm going to close with this. Uh, I'm a student of history, and uh, I was very impressed at the motto of this state. We get a lot of, uh, I spent 10 years in Arizona, we get a lot of Wisconsinites vacationing and retiring and moving to the state of Arizona. So this is a new issue. It's very big in anesthesia. It's relatively small in the scope of things going on in the world. But if Wisconsin does pass this bill, it signals to the largest workforce in the country for anesthesia that Wisconsin is not looking forward. Instead, it's, it's looking backward. And as a national leader, my job is to inform you, and I hope I'm doing that today. As someone who has an interest in Arizona, it to be perfectly candid, it makes it easier to recruit. People ask about these things when they're moving to a new state. What's the regulatory environment for the profession that I'm working in? Uh, those are the end of my remarks. Someone asked earlier about an example of confusion. Uh, anesthesia is very confusing. There's another profession called anesthesiologist assistance. In Wisconsin statute, as with other states, they are required to identify themselves as such. But what happens in the real world is that they call themselves and they call themselves anesthetists, which they don't have authorization to do. But from an etymology standpoint, from a language standpoint, it is it is accurate. Anesthetist is refers to someone to the technical administration of anesthesia. So there there is harm when there's lack of clarity. And I think most people in this room would agree that CRNAs are experts and that we are nurses. And uh, that is why we urge you to oppose the bill. Thank you very much. Happy to answer questions. Do we have any questions from anybody? Senator Felskowski. So, I, I mean, I alluded to, to this earlier. I mean, I, I feel like this piece of legislation is looking for a problem to solve. Yes, ma'am. Do you see a problem out here? Uh, you are, you're in all 50 states. Sure. In yeah, I have a view. So I, th I think the main problem you're seeing here, kind of an underlying tension, Wherever there's, look, in the service sector of the economy, wherever there's overlap in services, there's going to be tension. When there's a difference in pricing on those services, the tension increases even more. And when you're talking about anesthesia, where there's potentially, in Jenna's case, for instance, 100% overlap of services, where the services offered are identical, it is extreme tension. And this battle we've had with anesthesiologists, physician anesthesiologists, I'm showing my age now, has been going on for 100 years. That's a problem. That's a problem for the market to solve, for healthcare leaders to solve. If individual facilities want to come up with policies, they can. And we empower local facilities to do those sorts of things. And they should, because, you know, problems are often solved closest to home. 
As far as the state weighing in on them, it doesn't seem like a problem for the state. So to clarify that. Yes, ma'am. I don't care about turf battles. In fact, when you're sitting up here, they're very exhausting. Mm -hmm. Yes, ma'am. I care about my constituents back home. Is there a problem that I need to solve for my constituents? Not with this bill. No, ma'am. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Oh, sorry. Senator Hesseling. Thank you so much. Um, thanks for being here. So I listened closely. I've mentioned before I'm new to this committee. Um, so learning a lot. A couple of questions I have. One, you mentioned something going on in the Texas courts, the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals. Yes, ma'am. What happened after that? Did it go on to... Uh, so there's a group of dentists who are being sued for, you know, the profession specialty, and it was a number of them, and the specialties were relatively unknown. Mm -hmm. So they were successful on, it was a two, three, uh, three to two decision, and that was the end of that, that battle. Except it didn't go farther. It's not it did not. Thing. No, it didn't get appealed. And what was notable also is that anesthesiology then became recognized, subsequent to that decision, became recognized by three different professions, which, to my knowledge, is one of the few where one specialty has so many different professions involved. And that was subsequent. Prior to that, dentistry as a profession did not recognize anesthesiology. That was, this is just in recent years. Okay. And so then I'm looking at this, new, fresh eyes, you know, titles matter, words matter. We've yes, said this before today. And looking at clarity and thinking about what you said, um, talking to a patient and explaining what you do with your title, um, being in that as a patient, certainly I've had questions like that too, but always when it's been said, this is what I do and this is what I'm going to do to you, it's like, oh, okay, thank you for explaining it. So I guess I think those things do matter um, and they are important. Yeah, I agree. I want to be very clear about who I am and what I do and how I'm going to care for you. Right. And I think, you know, the way I introduce myself is saying I'm a nurse anesthetist. My plan is for, you know, you to have a spinal for your knee replacement surgery, right? Right. And really it comes back to, I think a lot of times people can't say anesthetist. So it, it really is that hard. And when you think about yourself being a patient in that highly stressed, a very nervous state, they stumble over the word. And so when they say, oh, yeah, that's right, because you're my anesthesiologist, right? I correct them. I always say, yep, you know, I'm a nurse anesthetist. And if, you know, or if that's easier for you to say, nurse anesthesiologist is an accepted descriptor. But my title is still certified registered nurse anesthetist. Okay. Thank you for clarifying. Uh, that's, mm -hmm. that's an important note. Um, status quo works. For our organization, we're not trying. We didn't, there's, you know, PAs are changing their titles well and they're embarking on a multi-state, many, many millions of dollars. We said this is a, a communication tool because to your point, Senator, we just want to be able to communicate that we're nurses and that we're experts at what we do. And that's all. And from an etymology standpoint, your language, ologist means expert. And that's, that's why we like to use the tool. Okay. Thank you. Any other questions? Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Next, we're going to work, um, go to Gene Shuring. That's all for this episode of Anesthesia Deconstructed. For more information based on today's discussions, be sure to visit us at anesthesia-deconstructed.com. You'll also gain access to our blogs, editorials, and more resources to keep you updated on the science, politics, and realities of today's medical industry. That's anesthesia-deconstructed.com.